Des Moines, and all of central Iowa, welcome to Max World Live. Max World is your world. Every day we talk about the issues and topics that matter most to you. And as always, it's your voice we want to hear in Max World. So join the conversation by calling 515-244-0077. And now, here's the host of Max World Live, J. Michael McCoy. All right, seven minutes after four o'clock on this third day of February in the Lord's year 2016. I'm J. Michael McCoy. Some breaking news. Cruz is still in trouble. Uh, CBS News has tracked down what they believe to be the original text that said Ben Carson, Dr. Ben Carson, would be dropping out of the race at the end of the caucuses and encourage all of his delegates his supporters, his caucusers, to please caucus for Ted Cruz. Does that mean anything to you? If you're a if you're a Cruz supporter, does that does that make you feel a little slimy that your guy had done this, or do you just chalk it up to politics? We're going to talk about that tomorrow. So I hope you'll be in tuned and ready to call in at two four four. 0077 or of course on the service legends truth text talk line at 515-809-0993 chris roloff in from 993 ktia you, hey, you have an exceptional guest today introduce your guest for us please uh this is Pax, pastor nick from creekside church yes and where is creekside church it is in what used to be the old olivet baptist building which is located uh where pastor behind panera uh, near 86 in Hickman. Yeah, in Urbandale. Yeah. And you could probably take a, a fairly uh, medium-sized stone and hit his church. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. You, I don't think, yeah. I don't think you guys are more than a block apart, two no. blocks maybe? Yeah, backyard. Pretty yeah, backyard. Because you're Westchester, or you're Westkirk. West yep. And then you're uh, what's now called Creekside. Mm-hmm. So tell me a little bit about you. Where are you from? Uh, I'm from Connecticut. I grew up in Connecticut. Where in Connecticut? Uh, southeastern Connecticut, Groton area. Okay. Um, but I moved to Iowa because I um, went to Bible school in Dubuque at okay. Emmaus Bible College and met my wife there, and then she just convinced me to stay out here. So I uh, I went to school for youth ministry and just planned to be a youth pastor. Uh, that's what I wanted to do since I was in high school. And then... Um, uh, I did an internship out here. Um, my wife's cousin, Kyle Clarkson, was actually the youth pastor at that time, did an internship with him, and then just kind of phased in after that as the youth pastor. Um, so, okay, hold on. Back up. Clarkson. Um, yeah. Real estate Clarkson? Yes. Yep. Oh. Yeah. This is this would be Davy Bloom's Brother, wife's... Yeah, brother-in-law. Brother-in-law. Be, yep. Yeah. Small, Small world. Small world, yep. Yeah, great name, Frank. Do you ever get recognized for somebody famous? <laughs> Not yet. No. Uh, has anybody ever said, "Have you been in Back to the Future movie?" No. You look a little like George McFly, McFly character uh, in the oh, Back to the Future a, movie. That, there you go. That well, is a first. That's yeah. a claim that's to fame, I guess. Well, and, and being the fact that we're on radio, that makes so much sense. <laughs> that's right. To our yes. listeners. Well, they yeah. have something to visualize now. They sure. Can picture yes. it. They can picture it in their mind. Yes. Yeah. So um, I don't know if that's the 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 picture I want them to get, but there you go. <laughs> so um, you you married a Clarkson. Yes. Okay, and she's from here. Yep. Was she going to Bible school with you? Yeah, she's a year ahead of me, and uh, I had to... She was rocking the cradle. 
Yeah, well, yeah, I had to work really hard for it, though. I'll bet. I asked her at least six times to go on just a normal coffee or something date, anything date with me, <laughs> and she just straight up said no. Really? Six times. Yep. Why? I was a freshman. Oh, you were younger. Yeah, she she later admitted to me um, that she was just playing with my heart, and she actually thought I was cute and all that. But <laughs> and what what if you, know. you hadn't? What if you had stopped at five? <laughs> I don't know. There's probably a lesson in that. Don't stop at five. Just keep going. That's right. <laughs> you know? that, that's a that's that, that actually you know that's a very good lesson. Yeah. For people who are pursuing, uh, pursuing is probably the wrong word, but uh, that's kind of what I do. I have really good friends. Mm-hmm. I I was very secular for the yeah. first fifty years of my life. And so I am blessed to have a, a vast group of secular people around me. Mm-hmm. And I've got people, when, when I walk up, they go, I don't want to be invited to church. I don't want to be invited to your Bible study. I don't want to go listen to your radio station. Just leave me alone. And that's the first time. And then there's the second. And then there's the third. I've got one guy that I'm working on, and I haven't got him on at church yet, but I text him every Sunday morning at 8.45. You have 30 minutes till the service starts. <laughs> Nice. I don't think that boy's walked into church without a wedding or a funeral. I don't know if he ever has. Wow! But I'm gonna work on him. And that's part of it, though. I heard a, I heard a uh, a sermon called "Don't Stop on Six yeah. one time. About, really about the Israelites that had to walk around seven times, and uh, if they had stopped on six, the walls wouldn't have fallen. But they trusted God all the way through, and so it's kind of just a lesson in perseverance. Isn't there something like, about stop. Elijah? The number of times he prayed and how Abraham argued with God over the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah. He stopped at six or five, five, six, I think. And if he would have went that extra step, was that part of the sermon? Uh, I don't think it was part of that sermon, but it's a good point. I mean, you can't, you just don't cut God short when he's told you to do something. That's right. You just don't cut it short. You know, you got to persevere through did you and i don't mean to ask you so many personal questions but i'm i'm always fascinated how god works especially in soulmates yeah all right yeah um because here you've got you and your wife and you took it six times to ask her did she fall immediately then i mean did you have her then i mean just let's it's just us boys here around the table Uh, she's never gonna know what you say no well i think i always had her Oh, really? Uh, you know, uh, she tells the story that when I got there, I was sitting in, in a commons area with this girl, and she first saw me, and I was sitting with another girl, and she said, shoot, he's cute. And so I know <laughs> that, I, just, you know, you. I know now everybody thinks I look like McFly, but he said, yeah, you, don't, <laughs> she you said, don't look like McFly. And so, uh, so... Anyway, I it took me a whole it really took me a whole year. My whole freshman year, I tried, I tried, I tried, and then over the summer after that, I wrote her a handwritten letter almost every day. Oh my! Um, and she makes fun of me because sometimes it was like I got up, I ate breakfast, I went to work, I went to bed. I just wanted her to respond in some way, and she responded maybe three times all summer. Um, How did you know she was the one? I mean, obviously you knew something. You're not a stalker. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> How did you know she was the uh, one? I mean, you you. Man, you got turned down, Itis. I th- yeah, I think I just I like a challenge, and so I saw that. I don't know. It's kind of like a kid. You see something you can't have, and you want it. Yeah. And so it's a challenge to me. So I just. And how long you been kept together going? Now? She loved God, and she was a leader. 
Um, she was more than more than a leader than I was at that time. Um, so I was just convinced. I so just had to have her. Persistence win yeah. the day. Yes, persistence <laughs> won the day. So yeah. how long have you guys been together? Uh, we've been married for ten years. Okay, and how many babies? Um, four. Four. Mm-hmm. So it looks like you two are probably you're, you're going to make it. I think so. Yeah. Does yeah. she co-pastor with you? Yeah, she's she's pretty awesome. Yeah. Good. All right. Yeah. Well, the first time we have a new pastor on the radio, we have a series of questions called "Ask the Pastor." Uh, there are no wrong answers. All right. Yeah. These are not denominationally based. But they help our audience, they help my listeners get an idea of um, where your church is coming from. Because quite frankly, what I want this to be for you is a whole hour-long advertisement for your church. So somebody out there who's searching for a church, or maybe their kids are searching for a church, I want them to say, you know, I heard this pastor on Mac's show, and, and he was talking about... XYZ, and I knew you felt that way, son or daughter or sister or mother. And uh, somebody will walk in your front doors one day and say, Yeah, my mom told me I should come here because she heard you on the radio with Mac and said you were a good preacher. <laughs> so that that's what we're aiming for here. Right. So there are no wrong answers. Now, the first one's real easy. Are you a sinner or the son of a risen king? I am the son of a risen king. Okay, so you don't sin anymore. I do. You All do. the time. We say, I was just talking to my wife about this the other day. We say... Why, did you get caught in a sin? <laughs> probably. <laughs> I don't remember. Um, but uh, one of the biggest lies that Satan tells us is he, f- he fights our identity. Yeah. And when we come to Jesus, we are... Um, my sin separates me from God, but when I come to Jesus, it doesn't anymore. So I'm not a... I'm no longer a sinner. I'm a saint who sins. Um, and that's what's so beautiful about grace. Grace is is the is when Jesus says, "Yeah, you sin, uh, but get back up and keep going," because I died for that. I died for that. I died for that. So, yeah. uh, so I'm a saint that sins. Okay, I like that. So, I like that. That's a good answer. I like that. Yeah, it is. Uh, uh, it's amazing, uh, Nick, how many people um, say I'm both. Yeah. You know, when I ask him that question. Yeah. All right. Uh, second question. Well, Are, can, I, can I add to that a little bit? I wanted to add. Sure. Some, I absolutely. To, I wanted to back up Nick on that because he's 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 more than right. In fact, uh, he's more. He's, there's there's such a thing as more than right. Well, he's. You might just think, hey, I agree with that. But uh, uh, the Apostle Paul said the same thing. Do you know that? Do you know, do you know how to find? That's a Bible. I cannot stand the way this Bible is laid out. I apologize. This that's because this has four interpretations in one. The Bible, here, this is the Revised Standard Version, Romans chapter 6. Paul the Apostle writes, What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? By no means. How can we who died to sin live in it? Do you not know that all who have... Excuse me, this is a weird Bible, Mac. Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death. So that as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in the newness of life. Paul goes on to say, For we have been united with him in a death like his. We shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, the, the beauty of that text is that the, the, the union with Christ, that's the thing that we forget, right? I, I, All right, we're taking a break. We're coming back live with Nick Reed here on The Truth. 
21 minutes after 4 o'clock, 421 in the afternoon, third day of February. The groundhog saw his shadow, so we will have spring very soon here in central Iowa. I don't think he saw the shadow. You know, he did did see it. That's right. So that means we have an earlier spring. Which, by the way, did you know that Al Roker was very upset about that that morning? Al Roker thought that, in fact, that uh, Punxsutawney Phil would see his shadow and said, oh, he did. I'm sure he did. And then he did not. Was that based on the fact that he's a weather guesser? Yes, Al Roker is a world-famous weather guesser, uh, might I add, and he pointed out that there were no clouds in the sky over that area of the country, and it was very unlikely that he would have not seen his shadow, but yet they claim that he did not. So you're, this is on the Today Show? Yes. Like between 6 and 8 a.m.? Yes. When the 99.3 The Truth is running Bible for Breakfast? And we have yes. biblical-centered teaching shows. I've got what you call Instead, ADD. you're on secular entertainment. <laughs> so I can do it's both. Does Roker ever say Jesus? Does he ever give you a devotion or sure a Bible he, scripture? I'm sure he said Jesus before. Yeah, but probably but not, not in the right way we need to hear it. <laughs> Pastor Nick Reed uh, hit that on the nail on the head there. <laughs> Pastor Nick Reed from uh, Brand New Church, Creekside uh, Church. It's behind Paneros on 86th and Urbandale. used to be Olivet Baptist Church. And he and his wife, what's your wife's name? Heather. Heather. And are, the co-min- are you co-ministers? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Well, are you, I are, say we are. Yeah. Well, who, would she say who's the senior pastor? Me. But, She'd say that? Yeah, but she's the genius behind most ah, of what I do. Behind yeah. every great man is <laughs> the greater woman. Yes, that's right. All right, so we're doing, uh, we're doing uh, Ask the Pastor questions where Frank, Frank did say something pretty correct a little bit ago. There are no right answers, but there are no wrong answers. Mm-hmm. So you can't – well, there's one. <laughs> Isn't there one? Well, see, Mac – Form these questions back when he wasn't such a good Christian. I wasn't a Christian at all. I like now that now that question. he's more of a, a a foundationally rooted Christian, now he sees that there's more right answers to these questions. Yeah. See, now Mac recognizes a Bible two out of three times. <laughs> so most of the time, when you hand Mac a Bible, he'd go, "Yeah, that's one." So he's he's matured. I see that. Right, he's grown. B i b l e. Listen. I've had I've had this Bible. This is a. Will you stick up for me here? Yeah, you you and Donald. Is that just like Donald Trump's Bible? Parable Bible. Yeah. So Donald parallel parallel Bible. You need a you need a a pretty good education to be able to read that thing. You do, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, It's a King James version, modern language uh, Bible, (laughs) living Bible, and the uh, Revised Standard Version Bible, all in one. And I was given this Bible on uh, the second. Ooh. Almost, almost my anniversary. Uh, 20th of February, 1982. 1982, I was given this Bible. That's before you my knew son's beans mother. from apple butter. That's what? That's before you knew beans from apple butter about it. I didn't it. know anything back then. I'd have to look through the notes and see if I actually made any notes. But anyway, but Chris, you, you know, I, I'll just stick with what the graduated <laughs> seminary student who's now a pastor for 10 years uh, says that you've got to be, what was it, brilliant, intelligent. You have to have a great education to be able to read that Bible. Right. That's but, why my wife has one and I don't. Yeah. So I've, <laughs> I've now given you uh, a Good very children. simple Bible. Yes. To yes. The, my, it's my other Bible that I have in the studio. Right. And that's that. you can understand oh. that one. Oh. What version is that? Yeah. 
Well, go get your own Bible in your office then. Anyway, no, I, I like the I like all Bibles. My the whole, it was just it's difficult. A minute to ago, read. you said you didn't like this Bible. It's difficult to read a parallel Bible because it's in like four columns. Yeah, you just have to know. You just, <laughs> that's all. You know, you know one thing that you have to go column to column, and then that's it. It's that easy. You can make the Bible great again. I'm Donald J. Trump. Vote for me. <laughs> it's going to be huge. <laughs> all right. I love this question. Are we a spiritual being having a human experience or a human being having a spiritual experience? A a spiritual being having a human experience or a human being having a spiritual experience? Um, It's hard to separate those, but I think that the, um, the Bible's clear that at our core... At our nature, we are human beings, and so we're born. We're born with a natural sin nature, um, but we're meant to have a spiritual experience because we're the only of God's creation that He's created to ha- for Him to have relationship with. And so, I'd say we're both. We're human people having spiritual experience, but we're also a spiritual being. Having a human experience, especially, well, that could be both. It, it's both, I think. Um, but for some, we're having a spiritual experience that ends in heaven, and for others, it's a spiritual experience that ends in hell. But um, all right, we're now, all spiritual beings. Pastor Nick Reed is my guest. Creekside, uh, I'm sorry, just Creekside Church? Yeah. Yeah. Behind Panera on 86th Street. I haven't asked this question before, but this just came to my mind. We we know we were created to have a relationship with our creator. Yeah. Do you think animals were? Um, I think that all of God's creation was created for us to enjoy. For us and us. Yeah, okay. I don't think animals... There might be animals in heaven. I don't know. The Bible doesn't say. Um, I don't think all dogs go to heaven is true. Yeah. Um but I, I do think that um, I don't think that heaven is this ethereal place where we float on the clouds and all that stuff. Right. I, I do think that uh, heaven, uh, God is creating a new heaven and a new earth right now, and that the new heaven is going to descend to earth, um, and that there will be uh, earthly things in our reign in heaven. So there could be... Um, the way that God made everything before sin entered the world was to be enjoyed by humanity. And so animals, plants, all that stuff, we're supposed to be able to enjoy that stuff. All right. I have a, um, uh, I am a huge dog lover. Yeah. I mean, I literally, about this time of day, I look forward to going home, opening my garage door, which causes my dogs to bark because mm-hmm. they know daddy's home. I love them incredibly. Am I a fool to tell my dogs that Jesus loves them? No, because he does. See, thank you. I, because if they don't hear the gospel, and, and, I, <laughs> and I, I know some people find it funny, and it's okay if they find it funny. I'm not, I'm not trying to defend myself, and I'm not saying that, it, that, that I'm trying to speak anything that's biblical. But if I don't look at my puppies and say, listen, Jesus loves you, and, and, and give them that loving touch that dogs yeah. know or any creatures know, we're the only ones that are going to be able to tell them that. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if I don't. 
I don't think that a dog has a soul necessarily where they can choose to love Jesus back. Yeah. But in the beginning, the Word was God, the Word was with God, that was Jesus, created everything that there is, and it said that he thought that his creation was good, right? Yeah. So he loves it all. He loves every single little thing that he's created. Um, but he did it all centered around for his glory first for of man. all. And, and then, then for humanity. Yeah. So I, I, I'd like to think that when I get home um, and Jesus welcomes me and all my puppies that I've had throughout my life, and it's a dozen of them probably, will all come running and they'll each one somehow say in their own little barky way, thanks for telling us about Jesus. Yeah. Your do- I, th- I think that your dogs can be proof to you right now that Jesus loves you. Yeah. Okay. It's a simple thing, but... Look at I, I agree. What what Frank? Job thirty nine seventeen should give you your answer about that. Okay, what is it? I don't have it. I have the verse. I don't have it open. Can you look it up in that Bible there, yeah. Chris? Job. Can I, can I ask you guys a question? Do um, you know what you're looking for? Job something or other. Job, Job thirty nine seventeen. Thirty nine seventeen. <laughs> I'll say this. I don't think that. Yeah, I don't think the animals can choose salvation right. in Jesus because they don't have an eternal soul. Right. But at the same time, I think Jesus will give us things to be satisfied with in heaven. Yeah. But we will be completely satisfied in him anyway, so I don't know if we Well, we'll and it. I'm, you know, I'm I'm a non-denominational guy, so I'm 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 of the school that we don't choose it either. That God chooses us and and I don't know about your experience, but I've told this a 100 times in mine, I had no choice. I could not have said no. It was so evident to me that the Lord was standing before me saying, you're mine. Now, now is the time. Yeah. I, I, I don't know how I would have said no. And I had a wonderful life yeah. as, a, as, a, as a non-follower. I was a culture Christian, went to church every Sunday, dressed up nice, and that was it. Mm-hmm. Scares the heck out of me to think that I was not saved. But I thought I was. Yeah. You know. All right, Nick Reed is our guest, Creekside Church, uh, behind Panera's on 86th Street. Do you have that Bible verse now, Frank? Yeah, it's it's talking about um, the, it starts in verse... Uh, in the mic. It starts in verse 13 in Job. The ostrich flaps her wings grandly, but there's no match for the feathers of the stork. She lays her eggs on the top of the earth, letting them be warmed in the dust. She doesn't worry that a foot might crush them or a wild animal might destroy them. She has a she has she is harsh towards her young if they were not her own. She doesn't care if they die, for God has deprived her of wisdom and has given her no understanding. But wherever she jumps up to run, she passes the swiftest horse with its rider. So an animal has no wisdom or understanding, so there's no acceptance. There can be no acceptance of... It didn't say animal. It, it did. It, the, so her, the her in that passage uh, was, re- it was It's difficult referencing to an ostrich, and then it goes yeah. on and references horses. It's the same thing that they, that they have. Horse no, isn't the same thing as a dog. Not the same thing as an ostrich either. Yeah. So you're saying like, animals without a soul or a... A decision making. There's no decision process. making on the well, part of yeah. an animal to accept I, I, salvation. You, you can't accept salvation as an animal, right. Yeah. right? Well, the question that I was going to ask uh, a second ago is: Does your dog need to be saved? <laughs> does does my dog need to be saved? Like, does, has has has? No, I'm I'm being serious. Picasso like, has sinned, sinned against two. 
me, well, his creator. About that? Who cares about you? Didn't create him. I'm his father. Yeah, but you didn't create him, right? Picasso, I am your father. So, so all of our all of our sin, right, is against God. But but my dog can choose to do right and wrong, and he knows that. He knows the difference between right and wrong. My, do- I guess that's true. I mean, the dog knows to to uh, how it chooses to obey or disobey you. If I look at Frank and I look at my dog, these are two people who have been trained. <laughs> properly unlike some people in this room yeah yes nick reed is my guest he's a pastor along with his beautiful wife heather is that right mm-hmm. and they have a creekside church behind Panera's on 86th street third question of the day <sighs> do you have a relationship with the accuser yes ah smart guy all right. Because he agrees with you? <laughs> because it's the right answer. Oh. See, so there is right answers. Oh, okay. You don't think that's the right You, th- If I said to you, Chris Roloff, do you have a relationship with the accuser, what would your answer be? Uh, my my answer would be that uh, I would prefer not to. I understand that, but do you? Uh, unfortunately, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Huh? Huh? What? What? Don't stop it's at six, ad, Mac. It's as an adversary. Yeah, he's my enemy. How about that? As as someone that I fight with frequently. Real quick before we hit our next break, can the accuser read our thoughts? Uh, no. Right. He's, he's not omniscient like God, but he has demons everywhere. This guy's smart. I mean, he you we, you ought to check out his church. You could walk yeah. out of West Kirk <laughs> and just could, jump across the creek because you know why the church is called Creekside. Hmm? Cross the creek. Hmm? It's across the creek. Is wow. There, is there I a bridge there? Actually, I didn't know that. There is a bridge. Oh, yeah. Cool. yeah. Yeah, you could just walk over the bridge. It's actually North Walnut Creek, but that was already taken. So, All right. Uh, Pastor Nick Reed, along with his wife, Heather, uh, they are pastors at Creekside Church uh, behind Panera's on 86th Street. What time are the services on Sunday? 1030. 1030. All right. We're coming back with more of Ask the Pastor on the Truth. Four thirty-eight, twenty-two minutes before the top of the hour. Top of the hour, Salem Radio Network News, and then Ask Hank, Ask the Bible Answer Man. Hank at one eight 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 Ask Hank. It is a nationwide, worldwide syndicated live show. So if you really want to ask Hank a question, I would highly recommend that you call him now. You'll say, Mac, it's like twenty minutes early. Well, I've I have tried to call Hank at about four minutes till the hour, and I never get through. So I'm just telling you. Now you've been through to him. What time did you call during the show? Or did yes, you, I actually called during the show, and you got in. Got in. Did you? Did you like pull your Frank magic? I speed dialed a few times. Yeah. Okay. All right. We have the Service Legends Truth Text Talk Line at eight zero nine zero nine nine three, and we have a comment on the text line. Go ahead, Robert. Okay. The only parameters on behavior that a dog knows is what a man teaches the dog. As such, when a dog does something bad, it is only bad by a human standard, not God's. No, when you poop on my wife's carpet, my <laughs> wife's mad. So, yeah. So what is he telling me? Is, is that texture telling me that my dog isn't going to be in heaven with me? Yes. I don't think it says that. I, you know. Is that what you feel, Frank, that dogs I, can't go to heaven? There will be animals in heaven, but they will. I believe they will be... New animals, it won't come from this earth. I don't think these animals are going to be refurbished and go to heaven. 
See, that's not what I told my my son. I said, since he's a farrier, there there ha- there must be horses in heaven. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but maybe not his horses. No, but he can still horseshoe them. Yeah, there you go. All right. All right, our guest today is Pastor Nick Reed. Him and his wife, Heather, are the pastors at Creekside Church. That's behind Panera on 86th, right there in Urbandale. Used to be Olivet Baptist Church. Services at 930, is that what you said? 930? 1030. 1030 yeah. on uh, Sunday mornings. All right. We're doing Ask the Pastor because this is the first time Nick's been here. Um, here's the next one. It's kind of a tough one. Uh, you, may, you may not, if you choose not to answer it, that's fine. Do you believe in predestination? Yes. Wow, great. Do you believe in limited atonement? That Christ died only for the elect? I believe in, I call it unlimited, limited atonement. because Unlimited, mm-hmm. limited. Right. That's an oxymoron. No, That's kind of like prairie meadows. I know, but I, I, uh, um, I believe that... Salvation is available to everybody. Okay. I also believe that before the foundation of the world, God chose. Um, and th- this is one. Of, this is kind of one of those things where we have to say, like God says, "My thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your ways. Are higher than yours." Yeah. Um, that I'm not going to understand all of it. Yeah. But. Um, I believe that I preached on this last week or two weeks ago that um, God, in God's infinite knowledge, in God's infinite wisdom, He chose um, an elect group of people, um, not based on the fact that I'm better than you or you're better than me, um, but based on the fact that He knew. And you know what? It could be. This is one of those things where it's like we don't really know. But it could be that based on the fact that he knew who would be saved, he chose them for um, those who he foreknew he predestined to be like his son. So those who would, become, who would come to Jesus for salvation, he predestined that their path would, become, would be to become more like Jesus, right? All right. And so that's a good question to ask, am I becoming more like Jesus? Um, he, those he predestined, he also called. He called them by name to himself. Um, those he called, he justified. So we are, that's why I'm not a sinner, I'm a saint. Yep. Yep. Um, So I'm justified, and those he justified, he also glorified. So I I believe that he predestined that those who came to him would be glorified in heaven with him someday. Um, Now the Bible also says, it's a hard truth, but the Bible also says that um, some people were in the infinite wisdom of God crafted for Destruction in order to give God glory. Now that makes God sound like a uh, an evil tyrant, but the fact that every man's sin separates him from God, in my mind, it's my sin that separates me from God, and the fact that He allowed Jesus' blood to save whoever would come to Jesus for salvation is the absolute most loving thing that he could have done. Um, I know that's a long answer to us. No, to a short that, that's fine. Frank, now watch this. Frank has a question mm-hmm. for you. I would suggest Romans is teaching that for whom God foreknew, yeah. who's he including or excluding there in that statement? He foreknew everybody. That's right. 
So he conformed that man would be conformed in the image of Christ, whoever will choose to be. Yeah, and that's, that's, ten, that's where I tend to be. And what yeah. was the question? That's He said it. He said that's where he tends to be. There was no question, was yeah. there, Bob? See, Frank's been on the radio for like two years now, mm-hmm. and he hasn't grasped the, con- the, the concept that we're here to ask you questions, <laughs> yeah. not here to preach. Yeah. So, But we're, we're working on it. Now, we're don't pick on me and Tom right. Coates. Can, all right, I'm, I'm going to ask a question. So now, one of the things that Paul doesn't say in Romans, but that I read in so many commentaries, and I, I'm, I, if it ain't in the Bible, it ain't in there. But he, the thing you just said in Romans 8, I've always heard that he sanctifies and then he glorifies. Mm-hmm. But Paul doesn't say sanctification in that, that specific right. verse. Right. I think all all. F- for those things lifts, listed is part of the process of sanctification. Okay. I think that's how you def, define sanctification. Are we it's sanctified like that, like a microwave? No. I think that we are um, bound to be glorified like that. Okay. I think that we are justified like that. Uh, but sanctification is my favorite theological word that there is because it explains why I still sin. Yeah. Because I'm a process of it's the process of becoming more like what God says I already am. It's like I'm I am a husband, but for the rest of my life I'm going to become a better husband. Okay. And so I am a child of God. It's progress, not perfection. That's right. I, I am a child of God. I am in Christ. I am covered by the blood of Jesus, but I am becoming like Christ. So it's it defines grace for me. So are you are you exact now I got to be careful here cuz this is a real this is not on my list. You yeah. just kind of had me ask this. See, this. This is how talk radio works. See, I he see. says something his, his answer spurred your I question. Get, yeah. So when I'm glorified am I just just like Christ or am I a human that's been glorified? Um do I ever achieve I am, that just like just like Christ? Christ is supreme. Okay. Christ is supreme over everything. So I, I believe that I am a child of God, so I am a sibling of Christ. Okay. He is my heir. I okay. mean I am I am an heir to the to the family of God with him. All right. Uh, my inheritance we are Christ's inheritance. And so um I uh but Christ is supreme. It's like I can't the one time in cosmic history that anyone thought that they were greater than God or Christ, he was cast out of heaven, and that was Satan. Back to the idea of the limited atonement. Is 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 it possible, do you think, that everybody will be in heaven? That God's grace is so big, that mystery, so big, that everybody goes to heaven? Um, I don't think love wins in the end. Like... I believe because I know that some people have already died not a part of not in Jesus and so those people won't be in heaven. Um it's a hard truth but it also is defined by God's holiness. Um God is a holy God and by that it dictates that he has to punish sin. You have a question, Frank? Uh yes, a actual question. It is it a is it a a journey and not a destination? Sanctification. Is it a journey and not a destination? Um, I think the beauty is in the journey. Yeah. Um, 
maybe I don't completely understand the question, but yes, I, yeah, the beauty is in the journey, um, because it's it's Jesus says he came to give life to the full, and so the journey is life. We already know the destination. I mean, All right, we're no coming up on our on. next break. We're coming back. Our guest is Pastor Nick Reed. He and his wife, Heather, are pastors at Creekside Church. That's the old Olivet Baptist Church. It's behind Paderas on 86th and Urbandale. And we're coming back on The Truth. Ten minutes before the top of the hour, top of the hour, Salem Radio Network News. And after that, ask the Bible Answer Man, Hank the Bible Answer Man, one eight eight eight. ask hank Maybe some of the questions we're asking here. Why don't, Bob, why don't you call in today and ask him if my puppies... <laughs> I just think that's important to know whether we're supposed to let puppies know that Jesus loves them. It's good practice. Well, well you know, I mean, it's like a... It's like, well, never mind. I think they really want to know if you love them. Well, I do love them. You know, they you know they see you, they live with you, they want to know if you love them. But I, it's tough love sometimes. Yeah. And my dogs know when they do something wrong. You just have to look at them. Uh, well, it's, yeah, but it's a tone. What happens if they do do on the carpet? Well, um, for instance, the other day, the bad bad storm. Uh, Picasso did not want to go all the way out to the yard. I felt bad for him. I let him in. Couple hours later, my my smeller smelled something, and I looked at him and I said, "What's that?" And boy, oh boy, <laughs> the ears go down, the tail goes down. He knew. He knew. All right. Um, <coughs> so I'm going to describe a person. We'll just say it's me. It's not me, but it, let's just say it's me because we'll pick on me. Um, in my heart, I love Jesus, but I don't read the Bible. Mm-hmm. I don't go to church. And anybody that knows me, everybody that knows me, I've never shared the gospel with them at all. Am I a good enough Christian? There is no good enough, I don't think. Am I a Christian? It could be, yeah. I mean, that's, that's God's the ultimate judge. I think that, I mean, the Bible said, Acts, Acts uh, sixteen thirty one says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. But I also think... Um, like I said on the webcast, we say come as you are, but God loves us enough not to leave us that way. Mm-hmm. That when the Holy Spirit lives inside of you, he's going to change you. And so there's going to be some things that mark your life. Um, and so I think that it is not healthy to, um, as a Christian, not pursue those things. Well, I, I've been told by other pastors that part of the characteristics we gain... Mm-hmm. From the Holy Spirit living within us. The proof of the Holy Spirit living within us is that we share our faith. And someone who says, oh, I don't talk about my faith in public. I, I just mm-hmm. don't. Those people are suspect that they they really don't have the Holy Spirit. They're a cultural Christian. They go to church. They think they're good. But they don't have a relationship. Yeah. Well, I think that the um, that's we all fall victim sometimes to believing Satan's lies. Um. And so I think uh, I don't share my faith in public comes from maybe fear. Um, now I not when I look at somebody, my first reaction is not to say is, is not to play judge and jury whether they're a believer or not. Oh, I know that. But it's uh, you know I would say the fruits of the spirit should be evident 
in a believer's life, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Um, and, but I don't think that those things disqualify you as a Christian. Um, I think that the best possible way you could live is to be in fellowship at church, is to have other believers, other people who love Jesus, pushing you and inspiring you. I also think that the best way to fight Satan's lies is with God's truth. So you got to be in the Word. You know, you got to be in the Word. And, um, yeah. Frank? Uh, would you apply this verse, Isaiah eight twenty, to that to answer, to the law and to the testimony, if they speak not according to this Word, it is because there's no light in them? So testimonies like a testify, if I get up and testify in front of a group of men, I'm testifying, I'm witnessing, and if I don't have that, it's because there's no light? Jesus said that um, he who professes me before men, I will profess him before my Father, and he who does not profess me before men, I won't, I won't profess him before my Father. It's a hard truth to hear. Um, I think it has to do with the heart willingness. I think sometimes all of us give in to the fear in the moment of sharing our faith, fear of persecution, fear of failure, fear of not knowing enough, um, all of that stuff. I do think that um, every believer needs to come to the point where we are, when tested, willing to stand for Jesus and say, here is my testimony in Jesus. Everybody has a story. Everybody has a story of how Jesus changed them. And um, it's not a good thing if we're ashamed to to tell that story. I also think, though, that grace abounds if Jesus knows our heart and knows that we are a true believer. Um, grace abounds there. But anyone who in their heart is ashamed of Jesus and ashamed to proclaim their story in Jesus, um, yeah. But people. I'm shy. I don't like to talk in front of people. My faith is my own personal one. There's that Bible yeah. verse that says you can go in the closet and pray and you don't need to do it yeah. in front of anybody. I think there's uh, more ways to be ashamed than just not speak up. Okay. You know, what, 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 As a pastor, what, what do you do if you're in a small group? And you've been in a small group for a while now, so there's a relation. In fact, there's a really heavy-duty core relationship. And there becomes a difference in interpretation that one person who is really reads their Bible, I mean, like daily, works on it, talks about it, and the other person just reads it during Bible study. And the person who just reads it during the Bible study gets offended. Mm-hmm. Because the other person said, "Now wait a minute, I, I, you know, I do this. It, it's like a, if you're a past, you're a pastor, yeah. and one of your parishioners comes up and says, no, that's 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 not what that means.' Yeah, it it kind of is. I I know what I'm talking about. Well, how how do you how do you rebuke that person without making them feel bad? I ask enough questions to get them to come to their own conclusion mm, about it. That would be good. Um, because we can fight about it all day long because they read it differently than I did. Um, or they, their filter is different because of what they've lived in their life. So I just keep asking questions until it brings them around to make their own conclusion about it. Yeah. Um, but I'll also give them a bunch of other passages in the Bible to look at um, because I think the Bible does uh, interpret itself um, if you look at the whole thing. So... 
I like it when people come to their own conclusions about it. Okay. Um, and I will direct them, but not argue with them. Yeah. Last question. What character in the Bible are you most like? Gideon. Gideon? Really? Yeah. Why? Yeah. I have this uh, tattoo on my arm that says wine press in, uh, in Greek. It's because when God called Gideon to be a mighty warrior for the nation of Israel and fight against his enemies, he was hiding in a wine press. And uh, God came to him and said, mighty warrior, come out. And Gideon said, but wait, I'm the least of my family. I'm the le- my family is the least in my clan. But God still called him a mighty warrior. And so I feel like I'm afraid most of the time that God asked me to do something, but he's saying, you're a mighty warrior because you're mine. So I want you to do what I want you to do. We've been uh, talking with Nick Reed today, Pastor Nick Reed, he and his wife Heather, Pastor Creekside Church. It's the former Olivet Baptist Church behind Panera's on 86th Street. Thanks for being here, Nick. Appreciate it. Come back soon. Thanks for having me. Until I see you again, make sure you ask for forgiveness, because remember, as you forgive, you shall be forgiven. I'll see you tomorrow.